Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today, we are talking about the news. Uh, You know, the news is really humanity's prayer list. What in the world does that mean? And I'm going to ask you to really examine when you hear the difficulties of life, what is your pattern or reaction? And I'm going to share with you a quick, very quick, you can do this in uh, just a few minutes, but a seven step process that I have used for years that when, when quote unquote bad news comes my way, this is how I process it. So if you're looking for a little bit more peace in your life and, and actually uh, to see a change in some of those areas that maybe you've been complaining about for a long time, uh, you may want to write some, some notes down today. Okay. So let's change your one pattern of thinking when it comes to watching the news or hearing the news or hearing stories. And I I think you're going to find this to be a really valuable tool for you. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. Okay, so let's say you're, you're watching the news and something pops up. Uh, And all of a sudden you get this feeling of anger, right? And maybe you yell at the TV or, um, you know, you argue with the TV or or somebody in the room, or maybe out of your anger, you post something on social media because this shouldn't be happening, right? So first of all, let me just ask you the question, how in the world does this example help? Just think about that. So we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about what can you do when you notice something in your world? Um, So some people, actually a lot of people in my circles have just stopped watching the news altogether. Um, That may or may not be something you want to consider. However, that's not necessarily, you know, the fix, just ignoring or denying that there's an issue or a problem or that your feelings around it doesn't actually help. And so we're going to talk about what happens when something comes into your awareness, whether you are intentionally and consciously watching the news or whether it's just something that you hear about. So for example, I don't watch the news. Um, I'm not trying to deny that there are things happening in the world, but quite frankly, I am uh, so busy in my life. I don't have time for that. And so (laughs) uh, it's an intentional choice on my part to not spend my time there. However, I still find things out. Uh, yesterday I, I was given, somebody passed along a news story and unfortunately this is, uh, happening. I mean, it just continues to happen, but the story was talking about a toddler who was basically killed by their caregiver. Um, and as hard as that is to hear, um, as, as hard as it is just to imagine what went on even prior to that, and, and what's happening in, in the world related to that and, and how many children are experiencing that. Um, gosh, it, that was really hard, right? Uh, constantly hearing from, from different people and I, it, on both sides of the aisle here in the United States about politicians who are making policy changes and, you know, whether this is a good thing or whether this is a bad thing or whether this is going to tear our world apart. Um, I just had a a conversation with several people yesterday, actually, somebody was touting, you know, unemployment is down. That means our country is doing well. 
And, uh, you know, I was in a networking group and all of a sudden there were several people that were like, Hey, wait a minute. You know, do you know why unemployment is down? And the long and skinny of it was that unemployment is down, uh, not because people are going back to work, but because they're, they're running out of money for unemployment. And I was like, Oh man, that that's a different story. Right. Um, so all of those things were really hard to hear. And, you know, the question I ask is, these things are hard to hear, but how does adding blame, shame, guilt, anger, and judgment help the situation? It's, it's the, the adult version of having a temper tantrum, right? You, you didn't get the, I I think of toddlers, you know, there's a a site that I'm on that basically is on Facebook is a a group for um, parents that, you know, this is why my toddler is upset today. Uh, And so there's all kinds of different illogical reasons because toddlers are not logical, right? Um, But how does adding your fear to this situation help? Now, Again, you don't have to watch the news, right? But you're still going to hear about it. Or you could choose to watch intentionally. Okay. Um, So uh, I love this. I I don't know exactly where I heard this. I've heard it several times over the years, but basically the news. So whether, whatever format you get that in, but the news is um, humanity's prayer list. Uh, So I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily here to tell you that you need to pray or anything like that. Although if you're a praying person, absolutely. Um, But really the, the essence of this is anything you hear on the news is a cry for help. Um, yes, it's, you know, supposed to be reporting what's actually happening, but it's also a cry for help. So I've been using a process, uh, when I hear about these stories very intentionally and consciously over the years, and it's, um, become so ingrained in me. I I don't even think about it anymore. Uh, but one of our listeners actually reached out this last week. So, you know, huge shout out to, to Sarah. Thank you. Uh, she asked the question, what do you do when you, uh, are basically exposed to, uh, these things and, and how can you make it better? And I really had to think about that because have you ever get got to a point where you are so good at something that you, somebody asks you the question and you're like, oh, we'll just do X, Y, and Z. So if you, if you get there, so one thing that I would suggest is the, the keyword there is just. Um, so when you go just do X, Y, and Z, there is uh, an unconscious process that's within you that you have become good at that you no longer notice anymore. And so when you tell somebody else just, it just, it means that you, um, have, you don't have that process flushed out. Now it's not that you're not good at it. You just don't have to think about it anymore. So thank you, Sarah, for asking the question, because it made me sit down and really think about, well, what do I do? And I realized like, whoa, this is really good. Okay. So there's seven steps and it's really quick. Okay. So the first thing is, you know, you hear something. So this could be you're watching the news, you're reading, you know, um, something online or a friend is telling you about a story. The second thing is after you hear something, you feel something. Okay. And when you get to this place of feeling, you want to pause. Now you don't have to ask yourself a lot of questions about, you know, um, why am I feeling this way? You know, what can I do? All that. The, 
what you really want to key in on is that you're having a feeling, you're having a reaction to whatever was just said or what you read or what was told to you. Okay. You're having a reaction. Notice that and notice the feelings that you're having. Okay. Sometimes it's easy to label those feelings, you know, especially if it's anger and pretty strong. Um, sometimes it's sadness. Um, sometimes it's hard to label the feeling. And so just feeling it without putting a label on it is okay too. Now, step three is where you imagine the fix. Okay. So you imagine, you know, uh, either this thing didn't happen or the thing is happened, but yet what is the fix for it? Okay. And listen, I just want to let you know this, that, uh, if I were to give a room full of people, let's say I had 20 people in the room and, you know, I said, here's this new story. Uh, and I'm going to take you through these seven steps. I will tell you this, that the fix number three is probably going to have, oh, I don't know, 15 to 16 different variations. So you coming up with the fix, it doesn't really matter what the fix is, honestly. Um, You're probably only going to come up with one facet of the fix anyway. But what you're doing is you're training your mind on going towards something a little bit more positive. Okay. And then step four is Now what you want to do is when that thing is fixed, okay, Um, so, you know, I'll just throw this out, uh, global warming, if you have a, a reaction to that, when global warming is completely fixed, how will you feel? Okay, Um, when there's no more child abuse and neglect and poverty in the world, how will you feel? Now, this is really, really important because what you're doing here is you're raising the energy within your system. So you're going from whatever the the feeling was in step two, uh, you know, anger, blame, that kind of thing, to a much more positive feeling inside you. Now, number five, this is where you're going to bless all the people in the situation. And this one might require a little bit of strength on your part, a little bit of courage. So, you know, you want to think about all of the people involved in the situation. You want to send them blessings. Um, and, and number five is really closely related to number six. If you feel that you cannot send a blessing to, let's say the perpetrator or the person that you disagree with, you may need to work on some forgiveness. Okay. Um, again, I'll put our search engine link in there and you can input forgiveness. You can also input blessing. Uh, I know we've done a couple episodes here in the last couple of weeks about sending love and blessings to other people. And then, then after you've heard something, you've felt something, you've imagined, you've felt again, you've blessed and you've forgiven, then you ask yourself, is what can I do about this situation? Now, sometimes you'll have a clear answer and sometimes it'll be well within your realm to like, okay, this is what I can do. So can I go advocate? Can I go, you know, get a group of people together and say, you know, this isn't right. Let's see what we can do about it. Um, If it's in your industry or field, you can, you can probably do something about it. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do per se, but you might want to say, you know what, I want to come back to this, this, uh, imagination and visualization and blessing thing later on today. So again, you're just taking that energy and kind of sending it out into the world. 
Now, sometimes you won't know, is this something that I should do something about or not? Just give yourself permission to rest and wait uh, because something will come to you if you're supposed to do it. Okay. So those are the steps that I, I pretty much, you know, when I notice I have, I have something inside me, I'm like, Ooh, I got a feeling right now. And, and I, I check in with, okay, this w- was the thing that was just said or, or that I read. And I immediately think about the, the best case scenario or the fix and how would I feel? How would others feel if, if that happened? Um, and I've gotten a lot better over the years, quite frankly, with being able to bless just about anybody. Um, one thing I know is that we as humans are doing the very best we can. And sometimes we get ourselves into some pretty horrible situations and we're still doing the best that we can. Um, and you know, there's a phrase that I often think of there, but by the grace of God, go I, uh, meaning that there's, there's, you know, the more experienced of, of us in life, we understand that there's a fine line between, uh, you know, living life positively and maybe, uh, going to jail. Okay. Um, you know, there, you really can get yourself in a pickle in a, in a really short amount of time. Uh, and so I tend not to blame, shame, or judge other people because again, you know, their background, their experience leads them to a certain place. Okay. So those are the seven steps that I use when I watch the news or, or hear the news. So a couple thoughts. Um, why doesn't this happen more? Why do people, why are they more reactive? Uh, because I think that feeling the sadness and the anger and the fear is actually more difficult than attacking in anger. Um, thinking about somebody in a way that is more honoring and respecting when you see their choices and the outcomes and you know that they're not good, that is a lot harder than just blaming them. You know, this whole cancel culture that we're, we're in right now, you know, if you don't, for whatever reason, believe whatever's in the mainstream, I'm just going to cancel you as a person that doesn't actually add to the solution here. It, it makes more of a problem. Okay. But I believe it's easier to attack and cancel somebody, their voice, their opinion, their personhood, than it is to actually sit and ask yourself, why do I feel this way? And can I tolerate another person's opinion or view? Um, I think being very emotionally reactive or attacking another person really just adds to the problem. Uh, And you got to ask yourself the question, do you really want the problem or do you want the solution? Uh, You know, a lot of people say that they want the solution, but, you know, their words and actions don't align with that. Uh, I have a really dear friend of mine I've known for many years. Um, uh, she has some very, very strong opinions about things, which again, that's neither here nor there just is, uh, however, in her haste to show the world, what is the right thing to do? She often comes across very angry, very spiteful. Um, she says things in a way that again, cancels a person if you don't agree with her, um, and she, she has actually led initiatives in her field, um, to have, be more inclusive. Uh, and, uh, I, I find it just 
fascinating that she wants to talk more about being inclusive and diverse as far as, you know, um, people from different socioeconomic backgrounds and, and different races and cultures, yet you're only if you have the same ideas that she does. Okay. So you say you want the solution, but you feel and do things that make the problem worse. Okay. I, I love this quote by Marianne Williamson. She says, we have no morally persuasive power with people who can feel our underlying contempt. I'll, I'll say it again. We have no morally persuasive power with people who can feel our underlying contempt. Listen, the energy you bring to something is the energy that people take away. So you may have a, a good point about, you know, um, the, the policy that you like or, or the, the thing that you want to advocate for. You may have a really good point, but the energy you bring to people when you're trying to communicate that is, is how it's taken. So if you want to communicate well and you want to do something towards the solution, you got to check your anger at the door. Check your contempt, check your cancel culture thinking at the door. People can feel that and they will not listen to your quote unquote good rationale about why we should listen to your, to you. Okay. The point is that when you get your emotions and your thinking aligned with love, okay, that's what we're really talking about here. Switching from attack to love. People feel that. And they want to be a part of what you're doing. And guess what? You're adding, uh, you know, positive energy to the situation and more solutions will come. So, you know, let me, let me go back to those three examples we started with. Um, the two-year-old who, who was killed by a caregiver uh, you know, of course, when I hear something like that, um, yeah, I've been in the early childhood field for over 20 years, so it's pretty common that I hear things like that. Uh, I still have feelings about that. Um, and, and when I imagine the fix of no child ever having to go through any abuse or neglect, uh, it, it's an amazing feeling that I have. Uh, and I switch into this, okay, I got to bless everybody in this situation. So the first thing I often think about, of course, is the child. And I think about the child's parents and siblings and family. Um, and then I think about other parents in this caregiving situation, the other children. Uh, I think about, you know, this wasn't a, a, a freak thing that happened. There was some evidence of things happening over time. Um, so I definitely think about the children and families that have been involved in that situation throughout that whole time. Uh, I also think about... Uh, the helpers in this situation. So those people who, you know, the medical helpers, the um, police helpers, all the people that were coming together to say, oh my goodness, this is a problem. We need to help. And as, as much as it, it's difficult to do, I think about that caregiver. Listen, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to kill a kid today. Okay. That, that, especially not a caregiver that's, that's not on their mind. Right. And so I think about her and, and what had to be going on in her life in order for her to get to this spot. And I forgive her. Uh, you may or may not be able to do that. I, I get that, but I forgive her and bless her. And guess what? Just because I'm forgiving and blessing her does not mean that she's not going to jail. 
Um, you know, those, those are some, some pretty stark realities that are going to happen. And then I think about the people who are going to be working with her in jail and, you know, I, I bless them. And then I ask myself, okay, what can I do about this? And quite frankly, I can do a lot about this because I, this is my field. So, you know, I can help in various different ways. Now I can't help this person, um, but I can, you know, key in on my other providers and say, okay, where are they at with their stress? And it, you know, I can do teachings around stress and, and child behavior and, um, you know, those who I'm coaching, I can say, Hey, listen, you know, how are you doing as a human being? So the situation, I can use it to transform and check in and make sure that that doesn't happen, at least, you know, in, in the realm that I have control over. Okay. Now, politicians. Okay. Politicians making policy change. You know, I, I just send love and blessings to them. And I remember a long time ago, I was watching a show and I think it was the West Wing, actually. And uh, they were having some sort of negotiation and they kept coming back and coming back and, and there was a negotiator in the room and the team was getting really upset with what was going on. And somebody very wisely said, Hey, listen, you got to trust the guy in the room. And the essence is that person is in the room. They know exactly what's going on. They're doing the best that they can. And you know what? That is the, I guess the mentality that I take when I watch what's, what's happening with politics I got to trust the guy in the room. Number one, I don't want that job. <laughs> I don't care who the president of the United States is. I don't want that job. And I have to trust the guy in the room that they're doing the best that they can under, you know, the circumstances that there are with what they have and what they know. And beyond that, there's not a lot that I can do. Uh, and so I choose in this regard to not do anything other than to send them love and blessings. That's all I can do. Now for you, you may be, you know, in that field or you may feel called or led to go out and serve in that way, you know, go for it. But for me, not so much. Um, as far as the unemployment goes, you know, I can't change the unemployment situation, but when I heard about that and I, and I thought about what can I do? The first thing I thought about was three of my friends who I know have been receiving unemployment. And so I immediately reached out and I'm like, Hey, you know, are you still getting unemployment? And they're like, no, I was cut off. And, and so now I'm, I'm working with them to try to help them figure out what's the next step. So, so really it's, um, I can't change the unemployment structure and the rules. However, it made me think about those people and now I can, I can help them a little bit. Okay. So what I'm saying here is don't exacerbate the problem. Think about, you know, go through these seven steps and think about how can I make this better? Not how can I throw my opinion out there in the world? Okay. You're, nobody cares about your opinion that they just don't. Okay. And change yourself first. So, you know, raise your, your energy first, process your emotions, do some work on yourself and then go act. Don't get out there and, and start yelling and, and saying stuff and, and acting and then later on go, oh, well, maybe that wasn't a help. Okay. I love this idea and you may want to write this one down. Uh, it's, it's honestly been uh, something I've been meditating on for years, but what is not love is a call for love. 
What is not love is a call for love. Listen, killing a child is not loving, but it's definitely a call for love. That caregiver needs some help. Um, you know, changing pol policy, you know, you, you may not think that that's loving one way or the other, if you agree or disagree, but guess what? It's still a, a reason for you to love yourself and others more, right? Cutting off funding to somebody who's struggling during a pandemic, that might not be love, but you know what? It's a great opportunity for us to come together and say, how can we help you? Okay. So what is not love is a call for love. So the, the essence of what I'm trying to get at today is that any problem is an opportunity for you to love yourself, to love others, and to love the world. And you can do it in a very conscious way. I need you to have courage today. And I need you to be doing this, quite frankly, as many times as you possibly can. Uh, you know, I'm on a mission here to get people to uh, know themselves, know that we are all connected as one. And so what hurts one of us hurts all of us and to be a servant leader. And this is an excellent way to be a servant leader. Listen, nobody's going to know that you did this. Nobody's going to give you an award or a trophy because you did this. Um, nobody's going to give you a promotion because you did this, but you know what? This is the way that we change the world. I hope this is helpful today. Please do those seven steps. Um, try it a few times. If you get stuck, let me know. Um, and, and definitely keep me posted on things that might change in your environment because I'd love to know that too. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.